Hey, I'm Pastor Troy Shadid. I'm the senior pastor at Generations Church. We're so glad that you've joined us online today for one of our services. Uh, if you happen to be in the Moreno Valley or Temecula Valley communities, please come and join us live, and we would love to get to meet you. Thank you so much for joining us with this service today. We hope you enjoy it. God bless you. But before I get into my message today and just share, it's going to be a little different than the traditional Christmas message, but we always do things a little bit different here at Generations Church. And uh, uh, as we've been in our theme, uh, the vintage Christmas, just looking at the classic Christmas, if you go out to our, not this one, this one's got the tinsel on it, but the one in the lobby has popcorn strands. When I was a kid, uh, that's what we did, low-budget Christmas. And so we, we would weave through and make little Chris, uh, garland or whatever uh, with popcorn. And uh, our staff was able to participate in that, some of our emerged leaders, and really appreciate what I went through as a child. Some of the drama, some of the emotions that come back up get me really violent. <laughs> Stupid popcorn. But anyway... So uh, now, if you were here pre, well, not even pre-service, if you were here on time today, uh, we came out and they had a little trivia competition, and Rich uh, told a few jokes. How many appreciate Rich and his talents in his uh, uh, velvet robe, silk satin robe, or whatever that thing is? Um, and so he told one of my jokes that I'm about to tell. So I was a little upset. I almost left today completely. I was offended. But, uh, but there was only about 20% of you here, so the rest of you will get to hear this joke for the very first time. Where does Santa keep his money? Don't say it if you were here on time. In the snowbank. Shut up. All right. Why did Santa put a clock in his sleigh? Because he wanted to watch time fly. Yeah, that was good. You laugh when Pastor Jen tells her jokes. You just, you just growl at me. <laughs> a little girl, uh, girl climbed on Santa's lap. Santa asked the usual, what would you like for Christmas? And the child stared at him, mouth wide open, horrified for a minute. And then she gasped, didn't you get my email? <laughs> Current day. I don't think kids write letters to Santa anymore, but they do send him emails. Santa at the northpole.com. Amen. So, you know what you call Santa who's at the South Pole? He's a lost cause. I'm just getting warmed up here, people. Praise the Lord. So... All right, just wanted to relax. After that drama we just went through with the kids, thought I'd lighten it up a bit. So, praise the Lord. Amen. You know, vintage, when I was doing some research on vintage, I was interested uh, to find out that many times the word vintage is really to do with winemaking and wine vintage and different things. But, of course, we know vintage cars. Uh, we also use the term classic cars. And then there's antique uh, two different things. But vintage is a term that refers to something that is old but still of value. Now maybe the vintage classic story of Jesus at Christmas might be an old story, but it is still of great, great value. <laughs> Amen. And with today's times, I don't know, uh, this is in my notes, but last night, Pastor Jennifer and I, we uh, the kids were doing stuff, so we just went down and got some... Uh, uh, 
you know, Chinese food, and there was this, uh, there was this, uh, it's like an Irish pub, and uh, they had all these people coming out in strange costumes and like elf costumes. There was this little lady, like 80 years old, and she had her little elf costume on, came walking across. I was like, what is going on? And then Jen goes into Albertsons to get some snacks and stuff, and she comes out, and she's like, there are people all over Albertsons wearing costumes, looking like elves and reindeer, stuff like that. And I was like, what is going on? Is it, has Christmas become Halloween? I mean, has Christmas, like, we don't, society's forgot the true meaning, so what else can we do to commercialize it? What else can we do to get people distracted from the true meaning of Christmas? Let's have them dress up like elves and Santas and reindeer and go to parties. Like it's getting so far removed from the vintage purpose. Jesus. Vintage also means representing the high quality of a past time. There was no greater quality than the past time of when Jesus was born on Christmas Day. Amen. And so we need to remember these things. So today, we're going to look at some classic stories and values. Over the past three weeks, we've looked at some of those. We looked at the Charlie Brown Christmas. We looked at the Christmas Carol movie. And then just last week, we went to the 1966 classic of the Grinch who stole Christmas. And so today, we're going to look at It's a Wonderful Life. Now, I happened to be here in the beginning when everybody was asked the trivia, who was the lead character in the Christmas classic, the Christmas It's a Wonderful Life, and no one knew the answer except someone over in this, Gilbert yelled out, you know, Jimmy Stewart, right? And so uh, I'm like, wow, if they don't even know who was in the actor, they probably don't even know the Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life. But it is truly one of the great ones. It's um, uh, just reminds us of things of, of what's really important. So we're going to show a few clips from that today in just a minute just because some of us don't know that one apparently, but uh, a Sunday school teacher once asked her class of children, what is Christmas time for? This is not a joke. (laughs) Many of the kids gave the usual answers, Jesus' birthday, a time of joy, but one child responded, it's a time for sportsmanship because you don't always get everything you want. It's kind of a joke, but not really. Because you don't get everything you want. Everybody gets gifts they really don't want, but they always put on that fake laugh. Oh, thank you. What is this? My God. You know, and then you you just get those gifts sometimes. It's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I have five in my garage, right? (laughs) So USA Today, USA Today did a uh, survey, conducted a survey among adults to find out what they did with the gifts that they got that just weren't quite right on Christmas. 31% keep it. They keep the gift they got. That means 70% do something else with the gift that you buy people, all right? 30% hide it because they don't want to be associated with it, all right? Some of you are getting offended, like, I really spent a lot of money on that gift. 13% throw it away. Don't do that. You're part of the 13%. And then 12% give it to someone else. (laughs) I love those white elephant gifts. Amen. I remember for years I was on a staff, and every year that same toilet seat would show up at our Christmas party. The white elephant. And we got passed around from year to year. And then 6% actually return it for the money. 
Yeah, okay, one honest person on the front row over here. All right, so every once in a while, everyone receives gifts, you know, uh, that they really aren't sure, not really what they wanted. And in this movie, It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey, that's his name, Jimmy Stewart plays, had a gift that he wasn't sure he wanted. He had a gift he wasn't sure he wanted. His gift was the gift of life. And his life seemingly had fallen apart. They lost $8,000. They couldn't find the $8,000. He was going to go to jail. He comes home. He's yelling at his kids. Uh, He was losing his business. He was losing his livelihood. He was facing prison. And for something really he hadn't done. And as a result of this, his family faced shame and poverty. And this is, it's a wonderful life, which is actually doesn't sound real wonderful in his life. So in desperation, he pleads uh, with Mr. Potter, who's the basically millionaire of the town for a loan and his life insurance. And Potter just says, George, you're worth more dead than alive. Because his insurance policy was worth 15000 but he owed 8000 And so he says, you're worth more dead than alive. So God steps in because George Bailey runs and he's freaking out and he's getting all depressed and like, frantic and he goes to the bridge in the local town and he looks over the edge of the bridge into the icy waters below and he ponders what to do and then all of a sudden this guy who actually is an angel called Clarence jumps off into the water and George Bailey sees this and jumps in after him and rescues who he thinks is another person when actually it's the angel and then the angel Clarence says I saved your life and he goes no I saved your life no but you were about to take your life but instead you jumped in and saved mine. And so it's interesting how he steps in. And how do we convince a man that the gift he just wants to throw away is in reality far too valuable to destroy? And generally, when we think just about ourselves, the very selfishness of who we are and all the things that we struggle with, we sometimes lose focus on the true gift of life, the true gift that we have. We get frustrated with the hustle and bustle and the freeways and the 91 and people and different things and going here and going there and paying this bill and this person and people who call your cell phone who don't have right to call your cell phone. We get frustrated with life. Amen. And so the angel's solution is to grant George Bailey his wish. And we'll see this in this clip right here. So through this whole time, he forgets that he saved his brother Harry who went through the ice when he was nine years old and he saved his life. He forgets that the beautiful woman he married had such a wonderful children and ended up becoming a wretched, dejected, and lonely spinster if he had not been born in his life. And George Bailey finally understood how wonderful his life had been because he was allowed to see how much he would have lost had he not been born. So in this first clip... I'm just kind of catching you up. You will see the true value and the discussion he has in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Here's this clip. Ridiculous of you to think of killing yourself for money. $8,000. Yeah, now, just things like that. How do you know that? I told you I'm your guardian angel. I know everything about you. Well, you look about like the kind of an angel I'd get. Sort of a fallen angel, aren't you? What happened to your wings? I haven't won my wings yet. That's why I'm an angel second class. Uh, I don't know whether I like it very much being seen around with an angel without any wings. Oh, I've got to earn them. And you'll help me, won't you? Sure, sure. How? 
by letting me help you. Only one way you can help me. You don't happen to have 8,000 bucks on you. Oh, you? no, no. We don't use money in heaven. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. I keep forgetting. <laughs> Comes in pretty handy down here, bub. Oh, tut, tut, tut. Uh, <laughs> I found it out a little late. I'm worth more dead than alive. Now, look, you mustn't talk like that. I won't get my wings with that attitude. You just don't know all that you've done. If it hadn't been for you... Yeah, if it hadn't been for me, everybody would be a lot better off. My wife and my kids and my friends. I mean, look, little fellow, why you go off and haunt somebody else. No, you? now you don't understand. I've got my job. Oh, shut up, will you? Oh, this isn't going to be so easy. Yeah, so you still think killing yourself would make everyone feel happier, eh? Well, I don't know. I guess you're right. I suppose it'd been better if I'd never been born at all. What'd you say? I said I wish I'd never been born. Oh, you mustn't say things like that. You... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's an idea. What do you think? Yeah, I'll do it. All right. You've got your wish. You've never been bored. So if you haven't watched that movie, it's available on Amazon Prime. So praise the Lord. It's in my contract with Amazon, I have to say that. <laughs> Amen. So you can see he was quite distraught. He was bleeding from the lip. He was freezing from diving in and saving the angel, Clarence. And um, I just think it's interesting how the difficulties of life and circumstances and the money and all of the things brought him to the point that he was willing to dive off the bridge and sacrifice his own life. Um, but he says that, that line right there, I think it would be better if I just hadn't been born. Have you ever thought about that? Like, if you hadn't been born? I think if like if I hadn't been born. The people that have received Christ because of this ministry that God put in our hearts to do, maybe wouldn't have find, found Christ. There's all kinds of things through life that your life brings to people. The joy that you bring to people, the, the things that you do for people, your family, everything. And, and as I was thinking about this, I was thinking, man, I wonder um, if we were to read the story in Luke chapter 1, if you, if you want to go there. I, I want to read this because... What if, what if Jesus hadn't been born? Because it's a wonderful life, but would it be if Jesus hadn't been born? And so in the book of Luke, chapter 1, it says in verse 26, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent, not Clarence, that's in the movie, but here's the Bible. Sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women! Exclamation point. I love it. Verse 29, But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. 
He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now, we know that Mary was with child. And then we flip over to Luke chapter 2 and we see Sort of the rest of the story where Jesus, you know, was uh, born in a manger and Joseph and all the things and the wise men who came and, uh, you know, down through history, for some reason, all of our nativity scenes are filled with three wise men, but the Bible doesn't say three, it just says wise men who came and scholars say there was probably over a hundred of them who brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so we see the story, and Christmas time is about Jesus and the birth of Jesus. But I wanted to rewind to Luke chapter 1, where the angel comes and tells her, you're going to be with child. You're going to carry the Son of God. And this was God's plan to redeem you and I from the sin that entered into the world through Adam and Eve. And if Jesus hadn't been born, there would be a lot different life that you and I would be living had God not had mercy and had a plan to send his son Jesus. Amen? What would it be like if Jesus hadn't been born? I mean, no one really thinks about that. Now, people who don't follow Jesus have no idea of the wonderful life that they are actually experiencing because of him, even though they don't believe in him. They're experiencing a wonderful life even though they don't believe in the one who brought them this life. Because without Jesus being into and coming into this world, you and I would not be carrying Jesus. Therefore, salt and light would not be around. And many people are living a wonderful life by God through His Son Jesus even though they don't believe in Him. Many of them will not celebrate Christmas for the true fact of Jesus is the reason. They will celebrate the commercial holiday of Christmas and buying gifts and presenting it to one another and eating food just like Thanksgiving. But Jesus may be, will probably not be a part of their holiday. They don't follow Jesus. That is not who they believe in. They follow other religions and other gods. But they're living a wonderful life even though they don't believe in the one who brought them that life. Think about healing. Jesus was born, and the Bible says that he bore stripes across his back. Stripes across anybody else's back would not bring us healing. Would not heal us of our infirmities or our sicknesses or our disease. But because Jesus was born and stripes were laid across his back, we can walk in healing in our life because he was born. Forgiveness of sins through his blood. The Bible says in Revelations 1.5, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. It was the forgiveness of sins through Jesus' blood that paid the price for your sins so that you and I can walk in freedom and righteousness from the sin that we commit. If he hadn't been born... 
There would be no blood shed. And then you and I would be guilty of every sin we commit and we would be doomed to serve and live our life for eternity in hell because we could not exist in heaven where there is no sin. But because Jesus was born, his blood pays a price for your sin and my sin. It is the reason he was born that you and I actually have access to heaven. Without Jesus being born, there is no access to heaven, to God's throne, or to pray to God. It is only through Jesus that he is the savior of the world that you and I have access to talk to God, to have relationship with God, to sense God within our spirits. He is peace. He is joy. The Bible says there are fruits of the Spirit. What are the Spirit? The Spirit of the Holy Spirit. And it's when Jesus dwells on the inside of us that even though we don't feel like being joyful today, we can say, God, I know you're in me. I can put on joy. I can walk in your joy. I can access your joy. This circumstance doesn't feel like joy. I feel like jumping off a bridge just like George Bailey, but I choose because you're in me to walk in joy. I choose to receive your peace even though this circumstance and this atmosphere I am, I'm in is very unpeaceful at the moment. I can actually bring peace into a room because Jesus dwells in me. But without Jesus be born, there is no peace within me. Therefore, there is no peace in a room that needs peace. It's a good thing Jesus was born. I like this one. Jesus was born and he gave us his name. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other. I just want you to pause on that. The Bible says, Nor is there salvation in any other. I know some people believe that there's other ways to God. There's other religions. There's other gods that you can follow and you can have salvation or you can get back to God or there's another life. But the Bible says there is no salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be, must be saved. It's only through the name of Jesus. It's because Jesus was born, paid for your sins, defeated Satan, was resurrected. It's because of that that we have authority to use his name to come against the enemy in our life. It's because he was born that we have access, that we have peace, that we have authority to use his name as followers of Jesus Christ. Because we live a wonderful life whether we realize it or not. Amen. Here's a question. You wouldn't be here today if Jesus wasn't born. Some of you are thinking, I'm surprised I'm here today, period. <laughs> but I heard there's hot cocoa, so I thought I'd come. <laughs> now, someone like me, I was, you know, I was raised Catholic, and so I, we went to midnight mass during Christmas Eve. That, that, that was kind of, you know, going to church on Christmas, that's definitely what you did. Now, we were, we were a little bit better than that. We went a few more times during the year than just Christmas and Easter. So we got a few more gold stars. But uh, some people, they don't really know that they live a wonderful life because of Jesus. And so they, they, feel, the, they feel the pressure. They feel the obligation to come and worship Jesus or at least show up at his house. At least at Christmas and recognize, hey, man, thanks for being born. And then about four months later, they'll come back around Hey, man, thanks for dying. But for some reason, 
we don't really understand that not only was Jesus born and not only did Jesus die for us, but we forget that in between that time, he paid for a wonderful life that you can have. But most people don't know that. They just think it's a religious thing that people do. They just think it's obligation, it's do's and it's don'ts. But there's a wonderful life that can be found in Jesus Christ when you have a relationship with him that he's just not a religious figure hanging on a cross somewhere on your rearview mirror. Jesus Christ is that. Nor is there salvation in any other for no other name under heaven given among men, but which you must be saved. It's through Jesus. Would there be any church? No, he's, he's the reason we came today. Now, many of you, you weren't here last Sunday, and you weren't here the Sunday before that, but you were here today. Maybe because one of your grandkids was singing up here, Hippopotamus. Maybe because you just feel like it's just the right thing to do. Maybe it's because, well, I, I at least want to make God happy with me today. But you know what would really make him happy is if you recognize that his son paid the price for you for your whole life. Not just for religious tradition. Matter of fact, if Jesus hadn't been born, there would be no nativity scenes. If Jesus hadn't been born, there would be no Christmas. There might be a commercialized version of some type of gift-giving holiday. But there would be no Christmas because his first, the very first part of the holiday is Jesus Christ. Christmas. It's the reason for the season. But some of us get caught up in the rest of the seasons of life of $8,000 that disappeared. Now, don't get me wrong, that's a lot of money. Especially in those days, you could imagine. You can imagine the anxiety and the, the, the pressure of life and we're going to lose everything and we're going to go to jail. You can imagine all that pressure. But I love it. If you watch the movie, he goes into the, to the bar, as many people do when they don't know what to do. Might as well get sauce so I don't remember anything. That's real responsible. Sorry. And so he goes in the bar and he starts, he starts to have a drink and then all of a sudden he starts mumbling under his breath. God, I'm not really a, a religious man, but if you can help me in this situation, I would sure appreciate it. And it's when we get in those moments where we just don't know what else to do, it seems like that's when we always go to him. Unfortunately, he's always there. We just never recognize him. We don't know that he's in the passenger seat everywhere we go. We don't know that he's everywhere in our life. If we would just recognize him, he would actually have more conversations with you than when you're just in a really big mess having a glass of vodka. Jesus is there. He is the reason. Because he was born, we have Christmas. The celebration of Christmas. I think it's interesting that because Jesus and God were such giving and are giving, that the holiday reflects who they are. Because he, he died on a tree. Decorated with ornaments. And people bring gifts to put under the tree. It's the only time of year really, other than birthdays, that people bring things for others. Because the very heart of God is He gave. Why would Christmas not be the time when we give? And so we give. And there's joy. And there's singing. And there's carols. And there's life. It's a wonderful life. Thank God 
that Jesus was born. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15 says this. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. <laughs> but for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example of those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. If you think you're the worst sinner, now, right here. And, but then he says, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe in him. In other words, Jesus has patience. And he's giving you grace to fall in love with his son Jesus. God's giving you grace to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is the reason for the season, Jesus. Amen? Because some people think, I've just screwed up. I am the worst sinner. You're the best candidate. You just don't know what I've done, Pastor Troy. I don't really care, and neither does God. Because Jesus already paid for the sin you think is so bad. It's already paid for. All you have to do is receive Christ as your Savior. It's the reason He was born. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. We'll start in verse 2. Uh, verse 1. And you, the Bible says in verse 1, He made alive. I'd be better off dead. I'd be better off dead. Well, yeah, if you want to collect a life insurance policy, sure. But, uh, and you, he made alive. So he actually made you alive. Amen? Who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit, who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others verse 4 but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when he were, we were dead in trespasses made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus for by grace here we go you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves it is the gift of God not of works lest anyone should boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works with God which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them he made you alive it is by grace that you can be saved it's not of your works or your bad works it's through Jesus and his grace toward us in the last clip I want to show you the end of the movie before we close today and show you the revelation as George Bailey kind of went through life and saw if he had not been born, what people would have been like and what would have happened to the people that he touched. Watch this clip. Help me, Terrence, please. Please. I want to live again. I want to live again. I want to live again. Please, God. Let me live again. Hey, George! George! You all right? 
Hey, what's the matter? Now get out of here, Bert, or I'll hit you again. Get out of here. What the Sam Hill are you yelling for, George? You... George? Bert, do you know me? Know you? <laughs> you kidding? I've been looking all over town trying to find you. I saw your car piled into that tree down there, and I thought maybe you... Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Are you sure you're all right? What you... <laughs> My mouth's bleeding, Bert! My mouth's bleeding! Zuzu's pedals! Zuzu... There they are! Bert! What do you know about that? Merry Christmas! Well, Merry Christmas. Merry! So he was all excited at his car that he had just crashed. I think it's interesting how when you get life and you're appreciative of life, how life's perspective changes. The sheriff there that he was saying, I'll hit you again, because when he wasn't born, they didn't know who he was, and he punched the sheriff. And then he comes back, and his life has been given back to him, and he's so thankful for that sheriff. And he goes and he sees his car that he had crashed into the tree, and he's like, yes! It's like he had life back. And if you continue, he runs down the street, the very famous movie clip from that, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And he's running down the street of that small town that he was born and raised in. When you have life, you're thankful for it. And the life that Jesus' birth gave us is a wonderful life, and we're thankful for it. I just want to encourage you this Christmas that it is more than gifts. It is more than parties and shopping. It's more than money or cars or life circumstances that might come your way. It's a wonderful life, and this movie reminds us that life can be tough. But thank God we have life. Thank God that we have a car that we could possibly crash into a tree. Thank God that we have $8,000 to lose. Like in this movie clip. Thank God that we're blessed enough to have the things in life that we have. Maybe, maybe you don't have a lot, but it doesn't matter how much you have if you're thankful for the life you have, if you're thankful for the air you breathe, if you're thankful for Jesus Christ and salvation. You can have absolutely nothing but have salvation through Jesus, and you can have joy. You can have peace. You can have life. You can have absolutely nothing. But if you have Jesus, you actually have more than a person who has everything. A yacht, an airplane, and Gucci clothes. But they do not have Jesus. A naked person with Jesus has more than that person. Because Jesus is everything. Because Jesus was born, we can have a wonderful life. We have to recognize and appreciate and be thankful for the wonderful life that we have through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? Father, we're so thankful for Jesus. We're so thankful for this wonderful life that we have because of Him. Lord, we just worship You today. We're so thankful for You. We're thankful, Father God, for the vintage classic of Jesus Christ born on this day that we celebrate the goodness and the wonderful life of Jesus Christ in our lives. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as everybody's standing, and before anybody moves and goes picks up little ones or anything like that, because you don't want to miss the end because hot cocoa's coming. I just want to take this opportunity if everybody would just, like almost sitting around the, the Christmas fire, almost like 
Rich in our little video clip. Just imagine we're sitting around the, the, the fire. and I don't know about you, but when I was a little kid, you know, we would, we would go to Mass and we would, we would focus on certain things. But there was one moment where we always remembered that it was about Jesus. And our family tradition is on Christmas morning, we read the Christmas story to remind us before we unwrap any gifts, hey, this is what it's really all about. Amen. Is everybody okay? Everybody just holding still? Hold on, guys. Hold on with the coffee cups, if you would, please. Not yet. They're getting excited for the hot cocoa. The usher's like, I want some of that stuff now. But the most important thing is our relationship with Jesus. Amen. Now, maybe you came today to watch one of your grandkids. Maybe you came today to watch one of your kids, but you normally don't normally don't go to church. Maybe maybe you do come once or twice a year, and, and that's great, but you know what? I hope that the day you realize that your life is really because of Jesus. And the Bible was clear, and I shared a couple stories, that it's through his blood, and it's through his name, and it's through Jesus is that we have salvation, that we have life. Amen? And sometimes people think they have to earn heaven. Sometimes people think you've got to do good things. But actually, we read that scripture in Ephesians that it's by the grace of God. It's through our faith in Him that we have salvation. So I would love to lead us all in a prayer this morning to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you've never prayed a prayer to invite Jesus into your heart, then today is the greatest day to do it. Today's the greatest day to realize that because Jesus was born, that you have this opportunity to receive eternal life through Jesus Christ. It's this day. Maybe you've known about Jesus. Maybe you know he went to the cross for you, but you've kind of just avoided it. Maybe you felt like you just weren't good enough. Can I tell you today that it don't matter how bad you've been, you're worthy of Jesus. He paid the price for everything you've done. All you have to do is accept the beautiful gift this Christmas season of Jesus. I'm going to pray a prayer. I simply all I want you to do is take the words I pray, wrap them around your heart, and express this prayer to God. The Bible says that God will hear your prayer from your heart an authentic prayer from your heart. If you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 10. So everybody in this place, just repeat this prayer. Say it from your heart with everything you have today. Say, Father God, I thank you for your son Jesus who went to the cross for me, shed his blood for me, was born for me. I receive him today as my Lord, and my Savior. I thank you, God, for this wonderful life that I can have and will have because of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. It's a simple thing, but it really is just an authentic heart prayer to say, God, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior in my life. Now, if you prayed that prayer, there's something unique about Generations Church. We don't want people to just go out and say, hey, tell somebody. No, no, we're, we're going to go full on blast. Because the Bible says that heaven rejoices when one person receives Christ. So we love to go crazy around here and party and celebrate. We want you to know how proud we are of you. We want you to know how excited we are for you if you prayed that prayer, if you recommitted your life even to Jesus today. So I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, if you prayed that prayer, possibly for the first time to receive Jesus, you never remember a time where you've believed in God to receive Jesus or you recommitted your life to God. When I get to three, I want you to boldly throw your hand up like my hand is up right now. And when a hand goes up, 
this whole place is going to go nuts. Yelling and screaming, confetti's going to come, Santa Claus and his sleigh is going to fly through. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Amen? And so it's an exciting time, and we love it. But also what's going to happen when your hand goes up, one of our team members is going to walk over, and they're going to give you a fresh start kit. This is the greatest day for a fresh start in your life, and it has a Bible in there, it has a devotion in there, some other tools. We just want to get that into your hands so we can help you on your journey with Jesus, and that's simply it. Amen? So on the count of three, if you prayed that prayer, boldly throw your hand up. Everybody's going to clap and cheer for you and all the others that raise their hand. On the count of three, one, here we go. You can do it. Two and three. Hands go up. Looking around. Right over there, right over there, right over there. Awesome. Awesome. Anybody else over here? Come on. Amen, amen. Awesome. Praise the Lord. So excited for next year and all that God's going to do. Next Sunday, as uh, Rich said, start your New Year's resolutions early and come to church next Sunday. Amen. Uh, Rich and Tierra have some more things. We love you guys. Have a Merry Christmas uh, in a couple of days. Here's Rich and Tierra.